Hello, everyone, and welcome to another new episode of Cake and Conversation. I'm your dessert-eating host, Jay Vite, and like always, I want to start off by saying thank you for pressing play on my show. This is the third episode back after a two-year hiatus, and I mean, this is like a not a huge, huge deal, but I'm proud of myself for getting this thing going again. The show is just going to slowly, you know, pick up more and more momentum. And there's also some exciting plans and ideas behind the scenes that are currently baking in the oven. All right, that'll be the last lame joke for the episode. Don't worry. Don't don't click exit. Don't hit stop right now. Um, during the the first stretch of producing this show, two of the episodes didn't have a featured guest. I believe it was it was my very first episode, obviously, and then it was my tenth episode. Um, I use those as an opportunity to share personal stories and my own experiences that led to my fascination just with creative people and the psychology behind it. This week, due to some scheduling conflicts um, and last minute plans changing, you know, mainly um, on my end, I'm going to be my own guest again for this episode. Before I get into the main segment of the show, I want to remind everyone that this can be an interactive platform. For all of us, you don't have to be a guest. I have a lot of people say, "Hey, let me be on your show. I want to record with you." Um, that aren't always, you know, creative or have a good story to tell. Uh, located at the bottom of each episode's show description are a couple links that you can click to help support the show in a couple different ways. One of the links allows you to record your own voice message, and you can send it to me. And you don't have to worry if you don't want. Um, not everybody has to hear it. You can ask a question. Um, you can give a personal review. You can make a comment about the episode or a previous episode or what you want to see on a future episode. Or you can just provide, you know, words of encouragement or disparagement. Either way, be honest. I can use the clips on future episodes if I want. So if you want a chance to be heard on the show without having to be a guest, again, this is the perfect opportunity. If you're shy or have no desire to send in a voice message, there's another link that takes you to a page where you have the option to help support the show financially. I never ask for handouts or donations. You know, at its core, this show's a passion project uh, for me. The only money I receive outside of listener support is from overall viewership and my advertisement for the Anchor app, which I use to record this. However, people do ask if and how they can help contribute, and this link gives them that option. You can donate as little as a dollar, and it goes a long way to helping me with purchasing high-quality and fresh-baked desserts for my guests, as well as helping me to purchase new equipment, rent studio time, paying for help putting a website together, trying to find somebody to help run my social media because I hate that part. And even towards, you know, simple as like gas for driving around to meet up with different guests when it's required. So I like to be flexible. So it's not like, you know, if you donate to the show, don't worry, I'm not blowing it on hookers and booze. <laughs> um, if you ever thought about starting your own show, I know a lot of people always ask, man, I'd like to have my own show or how do, how do you do it? Or I don't know about how to start. Starting is usually the hard part. Um, luckily, this third link in the bottom of the show description is for you. I already have an ad read each episode that you hear promoting the Anchor app, so I'm not going to go over all the benefits again here because they're not paying me for this one. But that's the link that'll get you started on what could be, you know, a rewarding journey for you. 
You can talk, if you want if you can talk about something with a friend for 20 minutes, record it and share it with people. It doesn't have to be some hour monologue. Yeah, don't overthink it. Just put content out. That's always the important part you'll hear from just different people that do their own shows. We can all agree it's just put content out. And while the audience is digesting that content, start producing new content. And it just tends to work itself out. All right. Um, yeah, enough of this intro segment, since it's just going to be me the whole episode anyway. Let's get into the meat portion of this audio meal. I've been on a cinnamon roll kick the last few days, so that's the dessert I'm enjoying during this main segment of the episode. As always, you know, I got a glass of whole milk nearby, none of that almond fake milk. And during the segment, I'm just going to talk about uh, my two-year absence from doing this show. You know, what led to it, if I thought I'd ever do it again, um, the couple of times where I attempted to start it again and just didn't follow through, and the new moment a couple weeks ago where I just decided now's the time to give it another try. So I hope you enjoy. So it's just me this week, just me and freshly oven baked Walmart cinnamon rolls and milk. This actually will be the second day in a row where me and my brother got cheap cinnamon rolls for dessert, uh, but they're quick and they're easy and they're still good. Dip them in milk. It's got the icing on there. Yeah, simple but effective or whatever. I originally planned on recording with uh, my last guest, DJ Drews, his girlfriend. She's a professional photographer, uh, but they're both very busy with full-time day jobs. Uh, they have their own creative endeavors. And most importantly, they're raising a, a two-year-old kid. So, um, I understand how life gets in the way, obviously. I also had a meetup scheduled with my barber, Antonio, from Urban City Barbershop. But I totally screwed that one up 100% by oversleeping for our scheduled meetup. And we just haven't gotten together again since then. So, yeah, that one's on me. Definitely looking forward to talking to them both, though. Because fortunately, there's, there's no pressure or hard deadlines um, so I'll definitely, again, be able to meet up and record with both of them. As far as other future potential guests go, people always ask, like, how I, how do I meet these people? How do I meet up with different people? A lot of the time, it's uh, really good coincidence or random timing other than being introduced from, like, friends. Um, I'll just talk to a lot of people about my show. I'm always, like, if I'm at work or out in public or talking to somebody, I'll pitch my show and mention it and try to get more listeners and mention who I'm looking for. And then sometimes people say, oh, I have a friend who, or I know somebody that does blank. And they put me in touch. And yeah, it's a good way to just meet different people, hear different stories when otherwise I would have never met these people, you know, if I wasn't doing this show. I've still never had, yeah, I really want to have a tattoo artist on. And that's a creative niche that I'm interested in learning more about. I've also thought about trying to meet up with other podcast hosts from different genres or theater theater actors I thought would be interesting. Uh, stand-up comedians, because I mean, I have a huge passion for comedy in general, and I love going to the improv and other comedy shows. So I don't know why I haven't had a stand-up local comedian on yet. Gymnast or like a ballet dancer. I thought that would be interesting to have a nice perspective. And even I hadn't thought about this so recently, but architects. You know, not those, 
I mean, I understand maybe there's a lot of corporate stuff involved with building things, but I feel like at its base core, like an architect has to be creative, you know, in designing their own project at least. So I don't know. I don't know any architects. So if anybody out there does or is one themselves, uh, yeah, reach out and let me know. Um, until my most recent two episodes with Chef Xavier and DJ Drew, uh, here's the elephant in the room. There was a two-year void since my other episode I published it in September of 2020. It was with artist Kevin Cromwell. At that time, I was living in my hometown. And I hate that these will sound like weak excuses rather than like understandable justifications. But I was going through a breakup. I was having a contractual issue with this show. Very minor, but still a contract issue. There was the impending death of uh, my grandfather. And there was also, I was beginning to start a new day job over an hour away in kind of North Houston. So all these factors combined together just led me, you know, I take all the blame. It led me to stopping the habit of recording with people on a consistent basis. It wasn't just one little thing like, oh, hey, I'm going to stop doing this show now. It reminds me, I bring this up a lot with people. Uh, it reminds me of going to the gym or going for runs or any other good habit that ends up broken. It's usually a lack of consistency and falling into other less productive habits and cycles. And that creates an opportunity for excuses. And then we use those and try to justify, you know, weak life, life changes. Also, my longtime listeners know, if you've been with me since the very beginning, the idea for this show was originally conceived during a sober period for me. And while there's there's been stretches where I've put out content when I've been off the wagon, the original foundation and heart of the show has been about my sobriety. The day after recording with Xavier from two episodes ago, and it was two days before it actually got published, I was leaving the gym with my brother. We've been going a lot more lately since like early December, we started going to the gym. But I was leaving the gym and for whatever reason, just the frequencies and the energies aligned for me to decide to go sober again. It had been a while since I had a good couple weeks stretch of no alcohol. Alcohol for me personally has always been it's an all or a nothing thing. Um, I am fortunate and aware um, that I don't wake up every day craving booze. I don't feel the need to drink every day, but I am a known binge drinker and tend to not have any discipline or set routine when I do drink. I'm not someone who says I can only drink on the weekends or only beer and wine or only after five. I don't like to use those time constraints. However, when I do go sober, one thing that helps me maintain it is not pressuring myself or adding like unreasonable expectations. That's where I feel like a lot of people attempting to try being sober, they mess up before they even begin by proclaiming, I'll never drink again, or not this month, or yeah, like setting arbitrary deadlines seems more like a hindrance to me. I find it, this might sound corny, but it's like literally day at a time or even moment at a time, it ultimately, it makes it easier for me to put up a long streak of sobriety. I made it exactly 13 days without alcohol before going on a first date last Sunday night. So this most recent stretch, I almost got two weeks um, and then lined up a first date. And I hadn't been on a date in a while, definitely a couple months, just busy with holidays, starting a new job, 
Uh, my brother's moved up here with me now. So we've just been getting settled in and yeah, hadn't actually taken time to go out on my own, you know, for me. So had a date Sunday night. And before you say it, I know alcohol isn't required for a date and she wasn't much of a drinker anyway. And I behaved. I didn't get hammered. I wasn't sloppy or nothing like that, but it does reset the clock back to zero. So at this moment, while I'm eating cinnamon rolls and talking to all of you out there, um, I'm on my fourth day on this new stretch. Uh, for the most part, I'm lucky. It's easy for me. I feel like compared to a lot of other people out there, there might be brief moments where I crave a drink. You know, like, oh, I just want to take a shot real quick. Or, oh, I'll just, well, you know, what's one beer? But they tend to pass pretty quickly. And also, what's the point in one shot or one beer? At that point, you might as well just have a few anyway. Get some kind of feeling out of it. One of my things, so I know like people like say you quit cigarettes or you want to stop eating sugar or whatever. Like some people chew more gum or use toothpicks or, you know, we all have this type of crutch we try to use to replace the bad habit. Um, for me, I tend to replace alcohol with sparkling water. Uh, usually Topo Chico. That's my go-to brand. I've tried others, but my go-to usually is the Topo Chico's and I like the lime flavor. Uh, those help with a slight, you know, they give you that bite, that fresh carbonation when you first pop the top off, you know, the glass bottle. I like that bite. Um, it also has no sugar or any other ingredients that are bad. So that's just a cool bonus. You know, if you're going to replace alcohol with another habit, sugarless and caffeineless sparkling water is a, a good one. Um, I tell per like I tell people as a lame joke, I call them virgin vodkas. You know, it's like you just get that bite. It almost like satiates that craving for a moment. <laughs> so I mentioned earlier when I started this show, um, I started the show when I was living in my hometown of Angleton. I'd moved back in the fall of 2018 and I stayed there until October of 2021 for both family and just other personal reasons. I'd always had an eye on coming back to the city, though. It's always I've always loved Houston. Was I when I first moved here when I was eighteen, just fell in love with the city. Being, being a thirty-three-year-old bachelor with no kids, that small-town lifestyle isn't for me, especially right now. The city provides me with more opportunities, both professionally and personally, and definitely makes it easier for me to connect with potential guests for the show. You know, better odds of taking this show to higher and higher levels by being here in Houston. Just something to do with the energy. Like I always mentioned, too, about not liking people or being anxious in big crowds or just wanting to stay home most of the time. If I'm not at work, people are like, well, why did you move to a huge city where there's millions of people? And I've mentioned it before. I like the anonymity, like being anonymous. Like there's so many people. Everybody's focused on themselves. Nobody knows and or cares about what you have going on. Whereas compared to like small town living, everybody knows every time you burp or whatever, you know, it's just everybody news is out there. So it is what it is. I, I like the city for the energy, the options, the culture, but also that I can just be, keep a low profile and remain to myself. Um, also, producing Cake and Conversation is not my only creative outlet. The dedicated listeners, again, they've heard me mention that I love to write. That was my first creative love, right? Fourth grade. Specifically, I tend to excel with poetry. And I also enjoy doing like short stories and personal essays. If I can ever put a website together, I'd love to feature other writers too and give them a space to share their content. 
And I've also been submitting my own work to different websites and publications. So just with the hopes of being published again, I was published a long time ago and I think it'd be pretty cool to have my work out for others to be able to go to a website and read. Also, some of you, uh, a very, very small amount of people might remember my attempt at a sports show called the Astro Brat Podcast, where I covered the Houston Astros. Baseball's definitely my favorite sport. And obviously, since I was seven years old, the Astros have been my team. The show was um, kind of lame. It was mainly me without a co-host. And honestly, it just never really felt right. I felt like I was reading the news. And then the COVID shutdown happened right when that season was starting. So the season was paused for a while, and I just didn't get the ball rolling again when it picked back up. All that being said, I plan on giving it another go since the season's only about a month or so away. So for you baseball and more specifically local Astros fans, be on the lookout for more content. I'd love to find an actual co-host for that show. I feel like sports shows, especially the ones I listen to, um, it's two or three people. And I don't want it to be like a debate show. It's not some Stephen A. Smith skip show where we're yelling at each other. Um, but just want to discuss, you know, opinions, analyze, discuss the sport, you know, not necessarily debate style. So, yeah, if you or anyone you know is a huge Astros fan and wants to talk about the season, maybe do episodes once a week, you know, covering that week that happened and then previewing the week that's going to happen. Any of you out there want to be a co-host or know somebody, let me know. Shoot me a message and we can start working on that. Either way, I'm sure I'll end up putting episodes out by myself, but regardless. Um, that's just a little summary for me about what's been going on the last two years. You know, I didn't dive too much into the details about day-to-day -day and like work stuff, but I could have skipped a week this week since I didn't have a guest. But like I was saying earlier, that's an excuse. And I don't want to let that be, you know, let that get in the way. If I didn't do one this week, then it becomes easier for me to not do one again next week. And all of a sudden, I'm not making the show again, which is not what I want. The more content I put out, the better I'll get. And most importantly, I feel like it's just good for my mental health to do this show. That's really the, the main, main reason. Yeah, so that's it. Let me get to uh, an ad read real quick for my buddy Antonio. And uh, then we'll get to the closing segment. So I won't keep you guys here all day. This ad is mainly for the gentlemen out there in the Houston or the San Antonio area looking for a top-of-the-line haircut at a competitive price point. Urban City Barbershop is the place to go for signature haircuts, specialty cuts, detailed trims, beard and mustache styling, shampoos, classic razor shaves, and color treatments. I mean, the whole thing, anything you want um, in your grooming experience as a man, they will take care of it there for you at Urban City Barbershop. The whole staff at the Houston Galleria location is beyond friendly and welcoming when you walk through the door. And even after not visiting for about six months myself, uh, my barber Antonio remembered exactly how I liked my haircut. As soon as I sat down, he just rattled it off. Boom, 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 boom. And I was like, yes, you know exactly what I want. That's crazy how you remembered after seeing so many different people every single day. 
The whole vibe is a classic barbershop feel, you know, with the jokes and good conversation, everybody knowing your name. And it's also set in like a modern and urban setting. You know, it feels inside there as fresh as you will feel after a cut. If you're in San Antonio, you can find their location inside River Center Mall. And again, if you're in Houston like me, it's in the Galleria. Definitely, definitely, definitely ask for Antonio if you check out the Houston spot and he will 100% without a doubt have you feeling and looking fresh and confident when you walk out the door. You can check out the website to book at urbancitybarbershop.com and follow them on Instagram at urbancitybarbercompany. You can also check out Antonio's Instagram at AntonioJT underscore. That's the letter J and the letter T. So at AntonioJT underscore. Tell them J from Cake and Conversation sent you. Welcome back. I'd like to personally thank myself for being brave enough to record a segment on my own without having a guest to feature because sometimes it may not seem like it but I do hate talking about myself I feel like most people or at least most people think they hate talking about themselves when really none of us can shut up about ourselves I don't know I 100% though prefer to have others on the show so I can make this all about them and deflect from my own life as much as possible except for when I can relate to them Also, thanks again to all of you, I say it a lot, but I mean it, for pressing play on my 25th overall episode of Cake and Conversation. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, I hadn't thought about that number until just now. Uh, 25 is a quarter of 100. One-fourth. 25%. Yeah, 100. Other numbers like 50 or 100 will carry more weight as milestones, maybe. Or maybe I'll pay attention to that when I actually approach that number. But 25 is pretty cool, all things considered. Uh, Without fact-checking this statement right here, I bet I've created more episodes of a show with the same theme than 95% of people. Maybe more, maybe less. Still impressive either way. Do me a favor and share this episode with a friend. Share it on some social media. Click like. That would be cool. Um, If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, You can leave a written review, and I'm assuming the five-star stuff matters. You know, put a five-star on there. It shouldn't take you very long. I know we're all busy, but click five stars. and mean a lot. Um, Also, remember, click the links in the episode description and leave a voice message or leave a dollar if you feel so inclined. I'll be back next week with a freshly baked episode. And until then, oh, there'll be a guest next week too, I'm sure of it. Don't worry, I'm not going to do this two weeks in a row. But until then, meet up and sit down with someone you haven't talked to in a while, friend, family, or foe, and together, y'all can share some cake and conversation.